All right, everybody. So Jason, my good friend, my good pal, we kind of came up with this idea of posting some pictures from our uh, from our Easter excursions because Jason and yeah. I both played lead guitar in the two different worship bands that we were serving. Yeah. And so the contrast was my pedal board compared to Jason's pedal board. And man, the responses and the comments. <laughs> First of all, off you, the chain. You sent me a picture of your pedal board, and I just laughed so hard because <laughs> it's a hideous mess. Whatever I've got, the you know how much I've spent. The most expensive pedal on that board is the tuner because I bought it from Guitar Center, brand new, for sixty bucks. How long ago? Uh, two years ago. Two years ago, and you didn't get like the traditional just boss, the TU two. Well, that no, because they're just like, hey, do you want this? This oh, uh, they roped you in the Korg. Uh, uh, you went in black. for a, a Sure SM eighty five fifty eight, and you came out with an Audix OM two. No, that's, that's not what happened, Jason. That's but, what happened to me? But the thing that was really interesting to me was the fact that the response we got from those fo- that photo that you posted of is like. Alex's pedal board, insult to God. <laughs> Jason's pedal board led to 20 baptisms. I mean, you don't even give any room for the Holy Spirit to work. you just like, no, my pedal the board. The Holy Spirit was working through my pedal board, Alex. Oh, my gosh. You're so ridiculous. I have a special sequence on my board of pedals that put my pedal board into Holy Spirit mode. You know what's going to make people even more mad? So you can go stop this episode, go look at the picture on Instagram, yep. like it, maybe make a comment of how pathetic it looks. I maybe only used the distortion pedal, and that's it. The, the digital all, delay pedal, no way. We played pretty much the same songs. How do you get away without using any delay whatsoever? Because that's all Christian music is. It's all that passion garbage, <laughs> if I can say. Easy, like, Jason. They might hear you. It's all dotted eighth and blown out reverb it's all the same stuff so you got to realize the kind of music that i grew up listening to i did not grow up listening to worship music and i know you didn't either but i mean you you assimilated and you were able you're able to play that kind of stuff i'm literally still stuck in the 70s jason i can't stop playing pentatonic scales and that's just all i do and like so our music director phil who was actually on our uh, episode 17 with his brother nathan nice way to just pull that right on out man. i can't believe i remember the the, the, the number na- yeah i can't remember i can't believe i remember that but anyway so he phil just knows my style so he's just like you know what i need somebody on easter sunday to go crazy because jesus is alive we want to celebrate that so i'm going to put alex on lead guitar and I may regret it because he may, in every lead part of every song, instead of playing the actual recorded lead, <laughs> I just play something on the major pentatonic scale, and it literally, every worship song turned into a classic rock so song. So instead of playing those super deep octave chords with a big washy reverb, Alex is just kill crushing it with a solo. Dude, it just sounds like I belong in like a blues band, and I'm like, wow, 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 wow. Jesus is alive. That, that may be more entertaining. It was super fun. I always have fun playing music on on any Sunday in particular because everybody comes up to me afterwards and they go, man, you look like you're having such a good time. And it's like, that's because I'm not playing the way they play it. Yeah. That's the thing. Is <laughs> Sorry, Chris Tomlin. Well, I, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I don't like playing half of those songs. They're not my style. It's not what I grew up with. Yeah. And you just kind of pigeonhole. I wish we could write our own music, honestly. It would just sound like King's Kaleidoscope. I'm sorry, Jason. That's just what it would end up being. Yeah. But there are some, like, we got a phenomenal singer in America. 
Like that's her name, America, oh. not our nation. She's the singer of our band. That's such a cool name. Yeah, I thought so too. And we make lots of jokes about it. So that's <laughs> fun. But she is so good at singing. It's like when she's singing, it's like, I don't care what the what the song is. It's like, I don't know. She takes it to a whole nother level. <laughs> and then my wife plays cello too. So there's that. So you guys get to serve together. Yeah. And it's about the people you're with, not the music you're playing. Well, yeah, but like at the same time, like God gave me a special gift for playing classic rock songs, so why wouldn't I use that? Yeah, gift? you're just gonna mesh the classic rock right in. There. I, our, well, our other guitar player that we have at our church location that we go to, he turns every solo into a Van Halen solo. Yeah. He's just going, <laughs> and it's just insane. <laughs> Well, I mean, there is something to say, Alex, about the tried and true formula of the big washy reverb and the dotted eighth delay that just brings people to Jesus. Well, you know what may or may not bring people to Jesus? A little something called stigma fighters, Jason. Yes. So today on our on our podcast interview, we have Sarah Fader from Stigma Fighters, which you wrote a blog post for. Yeah, I did. I wrote I wrote an article for the website talking about my anxiety. Yeah. And I wanted to have her on to talk to our listeners more about stigma fighters. And I will say, she is the first person to get in trouble for being on our podcast. <laughs> Literally. So when you guys listen to this interview, you're going to hear a lot of just kind of background noise. And it basically, Sarah is on her way to Portland and she's in the air, JFK airport. About to board the plane. About to board the plane. And she's like, I'm so sorry, but I didn't want to cancel on you guys. And we totally understood. But it was, she's, you know, she's being herself and yeah. she's using the language that she wants to use. And somebody came up to her and said that you cannot say those things, yeah, maybe shout little, those things in an airport. A little too much profanity <laughs> for the airport, but not too much for our podcast. No, not too much. We, we accept people for who they are. But anyway, guys, you're going to love this episode. Sarah's going to talk more about stigma fighters and please go check them out. This is not your pastor's stigma fighter episode. your pastor's pulpit where dreams come they come true <laughs> you like that <laughs> your face <laughs> like i said it's always my goal to get you to giggle really uh, hard you, tom haberford <laughs> what can i say i really love parks and recreation yeah, and just like traditional christians man we're just ripping off the secular you know we needed a jingle and i thought that that applied yeah so anyway guys this is the part of the episode where we plug not your pastor's pulpit yes what we want all of you to participate in absolutely if you're in the united states or halfway across the world please contribute because we want to hear about jesus from all different perspectives of life in different places we want to paint that big giant picture of jesus not the one we grew up with where he's really super white and looked like Uh, looked European. No, what did he look like? You ever see that one where they put the picture of... Uh, oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah, the picture of Obi-Wan. Like they, <laughs> is this gave, Jesus or is this Jesus? you never seen that picture? Somebody yeah. got a picture of Obi-Wan and told their grandmother that it was Jesus and she put it on the mantle of her fireplace front and center. <laughs> well, we don't want that picture of Jesus. We want the real picture of Jesus Absolutely. and how he worked in your life and 
We've got a great sermon coming up later this week from Steve Austin, an author, a speaker, not Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, different. But just as important, Steve Austin. Yeah, absolutely. He's a podcaster and he's on the CXMH podcast. And like I said, he's an author, he's a speaker, he's a life coach, and he is a great friend to Sarah Fader. So that's this episode worked out great. It's in God's timing, my friend. Predestined, my friend. So please check out Not Your Pastor's Pulpit. They're on our feed. And they're super amazing. Broaden your idea of who Jesus is, and he's so much. He's just so much more. And that's one of the big takeaways for me from this this project that we're doing. How Jesus affects people's lives in different ways. Yeah, truly incredible. So, without further ado, though, we have this great interview with Sarah Fader. Yep. guys we're here with sarah fader who is going to be catching a plane sometime soon what's up how's it going (laughs) so sarah it's awesome because as we're as we're recording this interview with you i i can hear the sounds of an of of a busy airport where are you calling us from so i'm i'm at jfk right now nice Um, and and actually something weird happened wait can you guys see me i should put my video on yay there i am if you want to hi yeah hey hello um so I um, I decided I didn't want to take a suitcase because I wanted to be like a 16 year old and just take a backpack. <laughs> yeah. And and so I like shoved all this. Can I curse on here? Yeah. Is that go allowed? For it. Yep. Okay. You're good. I, I I shoved all this shit in my backpack and and the the zipper broke and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> and so now. I'm like, what the what the fuck am I gonna do? Like, I don't have a suitcase because my cats ate a hole in the suitcase, and oh I, I don't even gosh. have one. <laughs> so I was like, well, my life is just fucked. So I guess, what am I gonna do? So so I I actually, um, I'm gonna show you. You guys can nobody on the podcast can see it. Um, but he, but this is my kids LL Bean backpack. Nice. That I decided to pack. So actually, I've got two of them. Yeah. Like I have. Well, I have two children and two LLB and backpacks that they're making the trip to Portland. <laughs> nice. Oh, so you're that flying works. all the way out to Portland then? I am. What's yeah, out? Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, what's out in Portland? Um, well, I have like Portland envy. Like I want to live there. So anytime that I can go, I just go. And um, my, um, my, the kid's dad, my ex, my ex has flight benefits. Like he works for JetBlue. So he graciously allows me to fly anytime I want to. Oh, that's pretty cool. That is pretty rad. Yeah. It's the best, you know? And, um, yeah, it's, it's nice. And I, I love Portland. It's super green and fun. And as they say in Portlandia, all the hot girls wear glasses. So I fit right in. You know? <laughs> I was going to ask, I was going to ask if you yeah. watch Portlandia. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the only experience that I have with Portlandia is the intro where they're like, all the hot girls wear, be- wear glasses. I mean, a lot of the stuff that they, they show in that, like, introductory thing is true. I mean, like, yeah. you guys would, would fit in because of the beards, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, which, my God. Which is awesome. Um, and, yeah, yeah, so that's what's happening. And, and I'm, I'm now moving towards the gate, but I'm not getting on the plane yet. Not yet. <laughs> no worries. Whenever you got to bo- yeah. board to your flight, no worries. Yeah. We are Yeah, but this is like really this is like the epitome of like ADD, right? Like yeah. I I'm like 
I'm just like, whatever, like, let's just do this, man, you know? Well, at any rate, we are super thankful to have you on. I think a lot of our listeners know that I wrote an article for Stigma Fighters, and uh, I've gotten a ton of feedback on it. And, and, and in fact, are you wearing the same shirt that you wore in the profile picture I, I am for going, that Stigma Fighters article? I'm going minimalist, so I pretty much wear this, this shirt all the time. You're like Al you know, Borland you know, on Home Improvement. Do you, know what, you know what's so funny, actually, is that I do the same thing. Like, I have a plaid shirt that's green and yeah. black, and, and it's like in every fucking Instagram picture. So, so, people, so people think that I, like, own one shirt. Yeah. They really do. And, and I, you know, and that's fine. That's totally fine because it's a great shirt. And if I could be a cartoon character and wear the same thing every day, I yep. totally would. So you, you were going to ask me something about anxiety, which I'm happy to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Jason, this is kind of your baby episode because I, I haven't really struggled. I mean, I've, had, I've been anxious before, but I haven't had an anxiety disorder. So this is your baby, buddy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the, that's what's cool about Alex and I is Alex has almost no background of mental illness at all and i have i have quite a bit with my anxiety disorder and and such so it what's cool is is uh we get both of those perspectives on this show what i wanted to have you on to talk about today was stigma fighters and that hashtag this is what anxiety feels like because i started coming across those on twitter those hashtags and it like it took me back to probably when my anxiety was at its height and I, I immediately felt like I've got to write something. I've got to chip in. I've got to help. I got to share my experience. Totally. Actually, wait, can you guys give me two seconds? Yep. Yeah. You want me to stop anything? No. Just, just let just, it roll. Yep. Let it roll. Hi. Okay. Here's my, it's thank you so much. I'm sorry. First did that with her phone i could see right up i'm nostrils. happy to do emergency exit road that that helps. About like, oh, you know, nostrils are pretty clear. Yeah. you're awesome thank you so much okay all right yes so so um i'm excited because i got a seat and i'm actually going to portland for realsies um <laughs> all right so so yeah the hashtag and you and and um you and did you chime in you did right yeah no i just i read those hashtags and it was like holy crap like i resonate so much with what everybody's saying i i just felt like this urgency that i had to contribute and share my experiences no matter how old they were and i was wondering how many people you come across like that Here are some example tweets using the hashtag this is what anxiety feels like taken from this is anxiety started by Sarah Fader. Having to constantly be with someone in public because the thought of doing things yourself is crippling. Hashtag this is what anxiety feels like. One thing goes wrong and I feel like my whole future is crumbling. Hashtag this is what anxiety feels like. Drowning in yourself, scared of being scared, constant nausea, never a good night of sleep, always pretending, hashtag this is what anxiety feels like. It's like our brain coats our thoughts in fear and removes rationality before it reaches our hearts, hashtag this is what anxiety feels like. I can't breathe, I can't focus, I'm terrified, dizzy, everything hurts, my heart is skipping, I want to die. 
Hashtag this is what anxiety feels like. Yeah, Sarah, why is this? I, I guess like the, the, the hashtag that you started, this is what anxiety feels like. Why is this? I mean, obviously, social media has something to do with it. But why is this becoming like, I feel like all these stories about people struggling with anxiety disorders are coming out of the woodwork. Like, it's not like anxiety order disorders just were here one day, like they've been around for a while. So why is it becoming more and more popular? And people are speaking you know, up about it. Um. I think there's a there's a bunch of reasons for it, but I have to say that I am extremely surprised at the virility of that movement. Like, I had no idea what was going to happen. I, I seriously like the fir- the initial tweet that I sent out. I was I had texted my friend, and I hadn't heard back from her, and I asked about like visiting her and staying with with her like in Portland, and I was like, okay, I didn't hear back from her, so she obviously yeah. hates me. Like. You know, yeah, I know exactly what that feels like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a terrible feeling, and and unfortunately, it's a feeling that I experience pretty frequently. And I was just so tired of my brain like doing that. Then that's why I sent that tweet out because I because I frequently on Twitter will like word vomit and just say exactly what I feel because I want to get it out of my brain. Yeah, you know, and and I feel like that's a lot of what I have to deal with with anxiety is like I don't. I don't want to have these thoughts. They're like horrible and intrusive. And so the best and Twitter has been a godsend because I could literally just like vomit. You just let it it go. Yeah. And so, um, so I, I'm now just back to the idea of like, why is this so impactful or why are people, because I think if you think about it, it's like, you know how, like when you boil water on a kettle, it takes a while to heat up and, um, and then it just explodes. So that's kind of the analogy that, I like to use with anxiety, like we have been, we, we being the collective and anxious people, um, especially like our generation, I think we're probably the same ish age. I'm 37. Yeah. I'm 33. Um, yeah. So the same, right. So like we grew up in a in a societal culture that was like, sorry, we don't want to hear about your anxiety. Yeah. You know, and so what what happened is now that people are more open about talking about mental illness, when you open the floodgates and you admit to having some kind of mental illness, people are like, oh, my God, finally, yeah. I can fucking talk about it. Yeah. You know, and, and I think and, and also and so that's I think that's why I think it became so popular is because we have been waiting to talk about it for so long, Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and it was like, oh. You know what I'm saying? And the other thing is anxiety in particular is so prevalent and like um, it, it is so highly stigmatized because people think that when you're anxious, you're just making shit up. You're being dramatic. Yeah. You're exaggerating. You're be- or like my favorite is like you're so sensitive. Fuck off. Yeah, that's sensitive. You know, I have like feel I have feelings and like it, it, it's just it's just it's so like it's like gaslighting. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like. I'm not, I'm, I mean, and, and you know what? Yes, thank you. I am fucking sensitive and you're a douchebag. You know, <laughs> like, like that, that's, that's what I want to say. So know? is like, it, is it pretty, douche- oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but is it pretty safe to say that you've mastered the comeback because of the stupid people that have come up and played the, uh, and I guess kind of mocked your uh, anxiety? I, I can't credit myself to mastering the comeback. I, my, my business partner, um, Allie Burke is a phenomenal 
internet argument crusher. <laughs> nice. Like she, 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 and in person too. But what she taught me is like how fucking emotionally dysregulated I am and how like what, what you do is when people get into arguments online or in person, um, they rely on their emotions and yeah. that's not how you win an argument. That, that, that is, you know, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Um, I just got, um, kind of yelled at for using profanity. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, she was like, you, you might want to, you might want to tone it down because there, there may be children. I was like, you know what? My children have heard the F bomb so many times. Like, I don't even know. Maybe you should just not live in New York. Anyway, um, so, and, and also, the, the, that's the other thing that I, because I have a theater background, I don't know how to be quiet. Yeah. I'm so fucking loud. Yeah. You know, so people are like, why are you so loud? I'm like, I don't know, because I speak from my fucking diaphragm. That's why, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, so Allie is great, and she, so she's my business partner we run stigma fighters together she has paranoid schizophrenia but she's so much more functional than i am as a person it's amazing yeah um our our um inside joke with each other is my anxiety loves her paranoia yeah um so but she okay so the reason that i've become good at internet arguments is that i would be like ali this person i don't know what to do they're so upsetting and she's like she'd be like look at what they're saying and she'd be like what's the logic you know, in this, like she, so what she does is she'll take apart, like somebody will be like, you're, you know, like they'll say something totally like emotionally charged. And then you look at it and say, is there any logic in this? Yeah. And if there, if it's illogical, then you, then you prove that you prove that it's illogical and then you just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they're not worth arguing with. Yeah. yeah. You're not, I mean, it's not really about arguing. It's about being like, your statement is illogical. Bye. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's that's not it's not worth your time to get upset over, honestly. Yeah, but that's but that's the thing is like like this guy today. I, I I was sucked into it today. Like this guy on Twitter was like saying ridiculous things, and I was like, what the fuck? Like what what is this guy saying? And then my friend was like, just block him. And I'm like, yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, he's just crazy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and sometimes that's hard to discern is 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 finding something within that because sometimes. People will drop some hard truths on you where, like, you need to, like, recognize where your faults are. But you're absolutely right. If it comes across as illogical and it doesn't make any sense, like, no, don't waste your time. Yeah, sometimes I'll just be like, did you take college logic? Because obviously you don't know what P, ver you know, P, P then Q is. Yeah. Maybe you need to learn about syllogisms, you know, like, maybe you need to go back. <laughs> you know, like, that's some circular logic. Yeah. You know, I was a—I mean, I was a philosophy major, so I don't play. Like, if you're going to tell me something illogical, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and, and 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 also the the thing is that um, a lot of times people that attack you. This is what I've noticed. And first of all, Facebook is the land of destroying people's opinions. Yeah. Like it's it's like let me mutilate your opinion. So usually, if somebody disagrees with you, they will turn it to talk about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you say something, you know what I mean? Like if you go like recently I posted on Facebook and I was like, I hate the four agreements. Like, I, I don't like them at all. I, I feel like they're destructive. They're 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 actually like dangerous to people with anxiety. And somebody was like, well, if they're helpful to me, then why are you insulting them? I'm like, and then I, I actually responded with don't take it personally. Cause yeah. that's one of the four agreements. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> nice. Oh my goodness. So how how did I don't think we we've, we've mentioned it. So how did Stigma Fighters get started? Like why? Um kind of the same reason I was talking about about people like like me wanting to talk about anxiety but not being able to for so long. Yeah. Um so like I um started blogging when I had my kids and like and being um talking about parenting and stuff like that and when and as a result I was reading other people's blogs and I started noticing the climate changing in terms of people speaking openly about mental illness yeah and I was like well shit you know like maybe I maybe if if other people are doing this and talking about being on antidepressants and stuff then I can do it too yeah yeah I, I mean I've had so many people come up to me after writing that article and doing the little podcast that we did on it just saying thank you I mean yeah. I was telling Alex I mean at least between Facebook and real life interaction, fifty to seventy people have come up and said, "Thank you," and then, you know, they start. Some of them have started to share, you know, their their problems, and I'm grateful to listen to them. At the same time, is like I'm not educated in this at all, and that's one of the reasons right. why I wanted to have uh, you on and kind of again direct people back to stuff like stigma fighters, where they can read stories yeah. and maybe like. Like some, like people have problems with the depression and stuff. I've never had depression. Like I've had, you know, probably situational depression, but my problem was always super high anxiety. And I actually, that, yeah, I, I, I prefer anxiety to depression. Like I've had both and yeah. like anxiety is just, I mean, it's, it's, it can be awful and panic is horrible. And yeah. I related to a lot of your story, but depression is just really draining, like super draining. Yes. But yeah, so. So I, I wrote, um, so what happened was I made it a goal. I was like, 2014, I'm going to get on the Huffington Post. And I wrote, I, I wrote like an unrelated article and got on HuffPost. And I was like, okay, great. Now I have this giant forum. Yeah. Now I can come out of the closet and talk about having anxiety. And that's what I did. And so I wrote this article called Fighting Against the Stigma of Mental Illness. And, it, and the first line of that article is, I have panic disorder. And it was so powerful yeah. for me to just say it out loud. Yes. You know? Yeah. That's what felt good so about then, me writing that, too. I, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, interrupt It you. feels good. No, not at all. I mean, it's, it, I'm glad that you get that. Yeah. So then the same kind of thing that happened to you, like, I started getting people writing me and being like, thank you so much. I wish there was a place that I could share my story. And I was like, well, why isn't there? Yeah. And then I looked and I couldn't find a place. So I started. That's why I started Stigma Fighters. That's because awesome. I was like, I don't. I don't see anywhere where people can do that. And so, and then, so it started as a blog and then I met Allie and then we formed it into a 501c3 nonprofit. Yeah. That is so cool. Man, Thank you. I'm kind of curious. So what, what, what else do you guys do other than uh, your internet presence? Is there anything else that you guys do? Um, so now the, the major thing that we do is we take the stories from stigma fighters and we have two published anthologies and we're, we have a third coming out in May and we are doing a reading of the um, anthologies at the NYU bookstore. So, okay. Oh wow! Yeah. So that's that's where our focus is on is really on the personal narrative and taking it taking it into um, like getting it as widely circulated as possible. So these anthologies are like the main focus of what we do. And um, we've also done speaking engagements at universities. Like we we spoke at a wellness retreat at Empire State. And, you know, we're doing NYU now. And that's that's like the next thing on the horizon. And my vision was I wanted to make 
like almost like a mental health fraternity in these universities yeah. and kind of because um, I wanted I wanted to create peer support groups. Yeah. And that was my dream. That was my dream for Stigma Fighters. It's like get it at, at, on a college level, you know? Yeah, I know. Like I would have loved to have something like this, you know, 12 years ago when I was going through the heart of my anxiety to be able to read somebody else's story and to feel like. I'm not alone because that's that's exactly what I felt like is nobody else is experiencing this and you you feel so isolated, you feel alone, you feel terrible about yourself, you don't know what the heck is going on like like that was like that was one of my constant prayers is like god I I just I'm not asking for a miracle. I just want to know what's going on inside my head. Like why is it happening? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there were there were times it's funny like as much as i use profanity and as much as i seem like i don't give a fuck attitude like i am yeah. a very spiritual person yeah you know and i am very very spiritual and there have been times that i pray to god like god please help me god please take this away god you know like like i ask god like and actually it's funny because my life coach told me um that that is a technique that I could use for anxiety is like when it gets too intense to like give it to God. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And so like, that's, that's one of my things is um, I'm cautious to say it, but like there was one of those times, you know, when praying or whatnot. And I really do feel like I had a positive impact on my entire situation, but I know for a lot of people, they don't have that same impact. And so like, there's no like magic formula. It's not like I said the right words in the right, you know, sequence to manipulate God well, into helping me, but no, but it I does mean, have a know, calming the, effect. Like, I think so too. But I see my whole thing is like, maybe it's that maybe you, you believe in like, you don't. it's not necessarily God. I believe in God, but like, you know, you have to believe in something, Yeah. you know, and that's, that's the thing is you have to believe in something whatever your higher power is, you know, like whatever your spirituality is, that is what you need to hang on to. Because, you know, like if you think about it, I, I, I thought about a lot about this because I'm a philosophy person, but like even atheists believe in something. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You know, um, although the angry atheists on Twitter are like super intense, they try to stay away from them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah. Yeah. I mean, most people, whether they want to admit it or not, are religious. It's just, you know, what is their God? It's, it's always something. Yeah, but it also upsets me because, like, I would like to see religion unifying people rather than, than separating them. Absolutely. Because, like, that's my whole thing is I'm actually writing, I mean, I, it's going to take me a while, but I'm writing a book about, like, how, as a Jewish, like, re being raised Jewish, like, I was sheltered from learning about Jesus. Yeah. And I don't think that that was helpful. And like, I want to talk about like how, what value Jesus adds to like everyone. Yeah. that That's cool. That's kind of the reason we started our, our pulpit project is because for people who are kind of stuck in, you know, your small town church or whatever, that's the, their only experience. And maybe they have to go there because their family goes there. They're just hearing the same pastor over and over again, but it, they don't get to hear from people across the states or across the globe how Jesus has impacted them in their own personal way. And Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, and so far, each of these little sermons have been pretty sweet so far. And we've gotten all this perspective that we didn't have before. That's awesome. 
Yeah. So if a if a pastor was listening to this and maybe they don't have you know the experience that somebody would need to deal with somebody who has a mental illness or be sensitive to it, what would you recommend for that pastor or churches in general? Um, I first of all, I would recommend listening, um, not offering advice right away, but just asking, you know, the person about their experience and how. Can they be supportive? Because okay. I think a lot of times people with mental, like with mental illness, the, you know, the, the person on the other end wants to fix it, but they don't know what to do. Yeah. Does that make sense? That, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> For sure. So, so maybe somebody in the church that's like, so when we think of pastors, we think of these like leaders in the church. So what about somebody who's not? a leader would you have the same uh advice for them like so for me ex- example i don't have i don't struggle with any known mental illness but um but my friend jason over here he used to so like what would what would somebody like me do for him as as a friend kind of the same same uh advice yeah i mean well two, two things is like listening and asking like how can i help um uh, the other thing is empowering this. I always say this to people empowering the person to help themselves. Yeah. Because you know what I mean? Like a lot of times when we are dealing with mental health issues, we feel helpless, but you know, telling the person like, I know you're feeling like this, but I believe that you'll get through this. Yeah. I know you can. That's big because from, from my perspective, it, I, I would have family member who would, see me hurting and want to help, but they were too afraid to say anything. Yeah, exactly. And, and just like really having somebody who's like, listen, I got your back and I know you're strong and I know you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would have gone you know, a long way actually. You know, because <laughs> yeah, because my, I mean like my mom is wonderful, but she babied me, you yeah. know? And so, and not, I mean, that's kind of not like, that's a pejorative way to look at it, but she like, she wanted to fix it. You know, she wanted it to be better. And like, you know, I, ha- I I think that now when I talk to people that have like, like similar mental health issues, I try to give them more tough love, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, or not even really tough love, but just like, like, no, man, like, don't don't give up. Like, you got this. And also just telling them that the, the big thing that I say to, about mental illness is like, it, it's this is your brain tricking you. So you have to remember, you have to remember that you know, like, don't believe everything your brain is telling you because it, yeah. you, it's lying, yeah. you know? That's so interesting. Yeah. Like this, this inner, the inner conflict you have with your own mind, like how, like in the fact that our brains can even have that complexity within them is just, it, it yeah, for lack of a better term, it blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, yeah, exactly. Pun, pun intended. But yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's like, um, oh shit, I got to get on this plane for real. Okay. Okay. Um, so any clo- so any closing is there, is, there any- is there anything you want to pitch anything you got going on oh yeah so um if you, we're we're trying to raise money for stigma fighters um for people to come to the nyu event we're reading the anthology at new york university which will be on may 31st and it's at the nyu bookstore and we're we've already raised two thousand dollars but awesome. we are raised we're, um, we want to get up to $10,000 because we're, we're flying the contributors from all over the country so that they can read their mental health essays. Oh, wow. That's oh, so man, cool. That's really awesome. So yeah, guys, and so, you, oh, go ahead. No. So we've already, like, we've already financed, um, five people's journeys so far. Oh, that's so cool, man. 
That's such a good idea. I, I'm blown away by I, this idea. Like, I really, I felt like Santa Claus. I was like, I'm so awesome right yeah. now. I'm like, <laughs> and you get like, a car? And you get a car? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I was like, I'm, I'm like Bob Barker on The Price is Right. Yeah. Like, you can have all, all the showcase showdowns. Yeah, you, know? you win it all. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for uh, giving us some time and uh, fly safe, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so sorry. This had to be like a um, like a like a McDonald's episode, but like you guys are so awesome. No, oh, thank, thank you. you. But well, um, I, ju- I I just hate canceling on people because um, I I I'm not flaky, you know. No, it's totally all right. We appreciate you coming on so much. I mean, to be honest, yeah. I would have canceled on Jason to fly to Portland too. So yeah. I know you guys are so cool. I, I, I wanna I wanna like come to Michigan and hang out. Yeah. Do it. If you like good beers, okay. we got good beers in our state. Yeah. Will you Will you guys come on my podcast too? Yes. Yes. I'd love to. I don't know what I would okay. say, but I would come on. Okay. Good. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. All right. All right thank see you. you. Bye. Safe. Bye, Sarah. Hope you have fun in Portland. (laughs) Alex, I think that's our shortest and most chaotic and funnest interview. Yeah. I mean, I had a really good time hanging out with Sarah. Yeah. I mean, we were hanging out in an airport. So one of the things that's really interesting to me is like how far our technology has come that Sarah was even able to do that interview on her phone in JFA, JFK Airport, and we could snag a quick interview with her right before she boarded a plane. Yeah, and it was super awesome of her to like still do the interview because I totally would have canceled on us. <laughs> I would have canceled on you. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> that's how that's the level of our loyalty and our friendship. Yeah. We cancel everything all the time. <laughs> just canceling fools. Oh my gosh! I'm actually kind of hurt, Alex. <laughs> Whatever. No, know, you're not. I know. <laughs> you would don't. You would totally ditch me for something way cooler. Oh, but anyway. No, I wouldn't. Oh, you wouldn't? No. Well, I can I? Well, here's the th- reason why you shouldn't ditch. Because we got some great podcasting episodes coming up, guys. So the whole month of May, Jason and I decided that we're going to do a women's celebration month. You know, Jason and I both got moms. We're both married to the incredible women. And what better way and we you got thought, a daughter, Alex. And I do have a daughter. And I also have a dog that's a girl. You, yeah. So I also have a dog that's a girl. That's I mean, so anyway, Jason, we're doing this month of women and it's going to be truly incredible. We've got a bunch of great guests lined up and I, can I I'm name just, any of them? That always seems like it backfires. It when always we, when back, we name I feel them like early. it puts bad juju on it the show, does. but I believe in Jesus. So I don't believe in juju. So go ahead. Yeah. So we got Hillary McBride coming on. Dang Gina. Yes. And then Pastor Alice. Yeah, is coming that's on. she be wrote very the book Fierce, and I am more than halfway through it, dude. Her book is amazing, Alex. Yeah, it is so good. I know you don't read because you got school and all this other stuff going on. Sorry, you know, so busy, Alex. No time to read, <laughs> but you are missing out, dude. I can't wait to have her on. I've got. I'm already like working on some questions. Yeah. Then uh, Holly. From the Method Theology podcast is going to come on. That's going to be a fun one. And we are going to kick things off with my wife. Yeah. So Jess Duncan is coming on to talk about Christian feminism. And I know as soon as I said the word feminism, people put their guard up and that's okay because I'm still not comfortable with the term, but it can be scary. 
one of the things that I've learned, especially through podcasting, is things are not so uh, black and white. And it's, it's a bunch of different shades of gray. And I think one of the things that we need to do as 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 just human beings is just listen to the other side yep. of the conversation. So Absolutely. So don't, as soon as you hear that term, don't get scared. It's okay. Jason and I, you know, we're going to take care of you. Don't worry. Daddy's got you. Well, I, I'm just going to say like, like Jess has been, I'm trying not to laugh at the daddy's got you thing. Cause that's like one of your lines. <laughs> like whenever I'm struggling to open a pop or something, Alex comes up behind me and goes, it's okay, daddy's got you. <laughs> but I've been educated by Jess on Christian feminists for a while. So like, it's something that I am completely comfortable with and excited about. I have no problem calling myself a feminist in training and learning. You're a Padawan. In educated. You're a, in you're a edu- feminist Padawan, okay. I guess, is what we yeah. can, for our Star Wars nerd fans out there. Yeah. So anyway, so the thing that we want to ask you guys. One of the things about Alice, Pastor Alice's book, Alex. Yeah. There are a lot of Lord of the Ring references in it. <laughs> so that's why I mean, when I'm saying that book is awesome, it's awesome. Oh my gosh. So here's the thing, guys. So for the whole month of women, we have this this uh, these different guests that are coming on for our different episodes. But we also have the Not Your Pastor's Pulpit going on yes. at the same time. that the, Those are episodes, little mini sermons about Jesus that we release midweek. Uh, just for you guys to kind of listen to and de- definitely get encouraged by every episode, every sermon slash story that I've heard thus far, Jason has been a huge encouragement to my soul. Yeah, me too. So absolutely. because it's the month of women, we want more women to share their stories or to yep. share something that they learned about Jesus or you know the story of Jesus in particular. So we got a couple women that have submitted their sermons or their stories, but we need more. Yep. So if you're a female out there, if you're a woman out there that would like to contribute to Not Your Pastor's Pulpit, please email us at notyourpastorspodcast at gmail.com and Jason will take care of the rest. Yep. Or you can go to our website, notyourpastorspodcast.com backslash pulpit or click on the pulpit tab and the directions and the, the current sermons, everything is under pulpit. Yeah. You'll see the sermons first and then right underneath that are directions on how to submit the sermons and the guidelines for them. Absolutely. So please, ladies, go and do that. And I'm also kind of curious about this month, like what I'm allowed to say and not say. Like, because I've heard like sometimes you, just, you don't call them girls or don't call them ladies. Definitely don't call them chicks. And we don't we don't say that. Well, we're we're going to get educated across the board, okay. Alex. Okay. I wouldn't I'm, worry about anything. Like that. Just be you. Okay. I'm going to be just, me. Just be you. Okay. And be open to listen. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Breathe, Alex. I'm breathe. gonna breathe. After our, our episode about anxiety. <laughs> Feel pretty breathe. anxious here. Yeah. Breathe a little. It'll be okay. It'll be fun. So the other thing we all, we want to tell you guys about is Jason and I have been doing this thing where we read our five star reviews that we get on iTunes. Mm-hmm. So iTunes has this thing where you can go on you can search the podcast and you click on our podcast, not your pastor's podcast. And you can leave us a review on every uh, five-star review that Jason and I get. We will read on the air uh, because we love you, the listener, and we really love the encouragement and support that you guys, the listeners, give us. And we get $700 for each one. No, that's not true. I haven't seen a dime of that money. If Are you holding it? 
maybe. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> so please leave us a five-star review. And guess what? If you don't leave us a five-star review, still leave us a review anyway, because Jason and I want to learn how to make this show better. Yes. So please go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to Instagram, follow all those things and see what Jason and I do during the week when we're not recording this podcast. Yeah. I've got this little app on my phone that like I can make memes <laughs> and I'm getting a little carried away with it a little bit. But our Instagram's about to blow up. I'm about to blow that Instagram up with pointless memes that really mean nothing. And most of them will probably be pedalboard related. Oh my gosh. Just dude. because it's fun. You're insane. Um so Jason, is there any team in particular in the NHL right now that you're rooting for? Because Yeah, I told Dan Taylor, yeah, who was on our porn episode. From the lovely country of Canada. Because the Red Wings are out. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. I've accepted it. I've gone through the, the stages of denial. You know what? I'll reference two guests here. Yeah. I am rooting for, out west, the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. Because I'm curious about Connor McDavid. I want to see how he does in his first playoff. Okay. You know? And just the whole story of Edmonton making the playoffs after so many years and after all those first round draft picks and just sucking for so long. Yeah. I, I'm kind of curious to see what they do. They might be out of it by the time this airs. That would suck. Yeah. And the other team is the New York Rangers. So giving some love to Sarah Fader there, who's from yeah, New York. Yeah, absolutely. The original six team. What what year was it that they, was it two years ago or three years ago, they faced the LA Kings? The Rangers? Yeah, the Rangers in the, in the finals. Ago. Yeah. I know we're talking about hockey and this probably not a lot of people care about this. Maybe five of, five of you listeners do. Yeah. But- I think, are the Nashville Predators still in? Because they were against the Chicago Blackhawks, who I have a hatred for. Yeah. And But at the same time, like I feel like if there was any other state that I would live in, it would be Tennessee. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for that team. You traitor, Alex. Yeah, I'm staying right here in Michigan. I'm just saying, if I had to move, that's where I would go. But it's anyway, too hot Jason, there. The bugs are too big. No. Okay, whatever. Tornadoes. Have you been in the mountains? Yeah, I have. Okay, this is getting this is getting out of hand. Jason, tell all the boys that are trying to to contest for the greatest sports trophy of all time the one thing that they need to know in order to to hoist Lord Stanley's cup. Yeah. What's oh, the thing? Always keep your stick on the ice. That's all you needed to say, my friend. <laughs>